Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. And today I want to talk to you about becoming limitless, living with an embodied sense that anything is possible and that you are not limited. So for years, I have known that being limitless is possible. In fact, we're all limitless other than the limitations we put on ourselves. I've known this in concept, but I have never felt it in an embodied state until recently. And that's a little humbling to share when you have so much faith in something that we're all limitless, right? That any limitations we have are perceived, that they're illusions. But the reality is that limitations feel very real. And when limitations feel real, they are real for our human mind right? So we have to work with them. And I would say a lot of my work up until this last year, even in my personal work, but also with clients, has really been to acknowledge limitations and to create actions that remove those limitations so we can essentially stop believing in them. But this year, things have shifted and changed. And now I actually can feel the embodied sense of being limitless. And now I want to help you feel it too. It's a really cool feeling. So if you were listening to the podcast last week, I shared a breakthrough that I had had in acknowledging that the book that I just finished writing is good, which was hard for me to believe. And if you want to hear that story, you can go back and listen to that episode. But the piece of it that I didn't share is that what followed the days following that realization that I was struggling with accepting that this was a quality book involved a lot of healing. And it's possible that this limitless feeling that I'm having actually is only just now coming into my awareness because of what happened in the days following that awareness, because sometimes there's an event that just breaks our connection to our limitations. And for me, I think that might've been writing this book. So there was a piece of the story that I didn't share and on that podcast episode. And that was that following that event that I talked about where I read the book from start to finish and realized it was good. And then suddenly went into a spiral of darkness, eventually coming out of it. During that time, I saw a tarot card reader. Now, I didn't book the tarot reader, or I guess I I say this wrong. I'm trying to correct myself. Tarot reader. I hadn't booked it to kind of deal with that situation. That appointment had been in place for weeks and weeks and weeks. I was going to see this reader with Dina Pacwa, someone I've talked about here in the on the podcast, a friend of mine and my shamanic practitioner healer that I see all the time. 
And so we had put this in place and it was just a fun outing to do. So just coincidentally ended up that I was going to be with her. And in that reading, without knowing anything about what I do or really what the book was about, she started downloading messages for me and they took my breath away. She started showing me a future in that she was reading in the cards that felt both unbelievable and completely true. What is coming is just so expansive. And it was exciting and a little scary, but it felt so true. And as I've been contemplating why I was suddenly able to embrace this limitless expansion that I'm stepping into, and for that reason, how do I explain it to you? How do I show you what were the pieces of the puzzle that got me here? A few things dropped in, and that's what I want to share with you is the things that shifted. What did I actually do to really free myself from the belief in limitations and become embodied in this idea of limitless? Because if you're like me, you probably are sitting here and saying, you know, you have faith that whatever you desire is possible, right? But you feel blocked in some way. It could be, you know, I don't know. You could have a super big dream solving world hunger and know that every single one of us being a divine being can start the ripples to make that happen. And still yet it could feel impossible, right? Or it could be just as simple as, you know, getting out of a difficult situation, a money situation, a health situation. And yet the limit feels so real. And so I want to talk you through as I've reflected on this, what I think specifically contributed to me getting here. And let me just say, I hope that this limitless feeling is, you know, permanent. It's certainly my intention, but the awareness of it is definitely quite new. So, you know, this could be a point in time and maybe new limits will return, right? And all things are possible because any limit we see is really just, a teacher for us. It's an illusion we're meant to step through so we can become a more expanded version of our soul. So as I looked back, one of the big pieces of the work that I do with the receiving school, with the receiving method is rejected self-work. So you've heard me talk about it here if you've listened to the podcast for a while. As we grow up, we learn to reject parts of ourselves. You know, I've talked about the most common ones are the lazy self and the irresponsible self. These are parts of us that from very young age, it's almost impossible to be raised not rejecting these parts of ourselves because our intuitive understanding that we need to relax, that we need to play and have fun is usually discouraged as we grow up because we naturally lean into relaxation and fun as children. But depending on what's happening around us, you know, we're told that the parts of us that want that are bad or wrong, and we start to reject them. But there's lots of different parts of us, you know, parts of you that are just unique to you, that you are the only one that has rejected that part. And so it really requires a very personal relationship with yourself and your intuition to really invite that back in. And so, you know, I'm doing a training series, Make Space for Magic. 
it'll start next week. And that's a big piece of the training. And it's absolutely free, by the way. So I would love for you to join us. You can go to pattylennon.com forward slash training to join. We dive deep into that in training number two. It's a three-part series. And I'm passionate about this because this rejected self-work to me is the game changer. There's a lot of other pieces to the puzzle, but if you worked on just one of the pieces, so I have the five rules of receiving and this receive yourself fully is one of the five rules. So it's 20% of the five rules, but in the 80-20 rule where typically 20% of what we do contributes to 80% of the results, I would say this is the 80-20. This is where to focus on. And so as we invite in these parts, we become more whole. And, and as we f- experience that wholeness, various things happen. Blocks start to fall away. We have a deeper connection to our intuitive voice. We're able to communicate with the other side of the veil because that wholeness is a piece of being able to step into your intuitive gifts, being able to receive the abundance the universe is sending you. So this has been, you know, really where I've just put a lot of time and energy in developing trainings and developing tools that really allow people to do this. And It's interesting because even dating back before I really was deep on the spiritual path, when I was getting my master's in psychology, it was the rejected self theory that most called to me. It was the one that I spent the most time on. It's what I wrote my thesis on. I wouldn't have called it the rejected self theory. It was, I was focused on what do we need to self actualize, but that was really it. It just came back to this rejected self theory that's been around for a really long time, by the way, two centuries. In fact, it was the rejected self theory was first floated in the psychological world in 1906 or 1907. So this has been around and yet we keep missing it, right? And so this now is where I ask you to focus your time and energy is where I ask most people to focus their time and energy. And from, as we invite parts of ourselves back in, then the other pieces, the other four roles of the receiving really start to make magic happen. And again, I'll be talking about all the rules in the upcoming training, but coming back to this rejected self-work. So I've been doing this for quite some time. The big piece that's changed though I'm realizing that's really allowed me to drop into this embodied limitlessness is that I no longer allow parts of me that aren't me to be present. It's almost like it's the other side of the rejected self-work in that besides the fact that we've pushed away parts of ourselves, in doing that, we've also required ourselves to play roles that don't fit us. And as I've looked back on where the big shifts in my life have happened, what I realized is, is it was releasing roles that I thought I was supposed to play in favor for who I truly was. And for every release, there was a receiving. So let me just talk you through what this, where I'm talking about. When I was in college, I was planning to be pre-law. I was going to be a public defender. And then I planned to have a political career. I wanted to be a U.S. senator. 
And I had the whole thing planned out. And I was in my senior year, I was working in the public defender's office as an, that was my internship. It was a excellent, excellent internship. Lots of people went for it. It was a privilege to get it. And I was so excited to be there and I loved the work. But over time, going to various court hearings, which wasn't the majority of my work, the majority of my work was being in the jails and interviewing our clients and trying to uncover details that maybe weren't under uncovered during the initial interviews. Sometimes I would go to court with our public defenders. And what I started to see was how unjust our justice system was. And that was not my understanding. It broke my heart. But in a moment of courage, I just said, I have to change directions. And I don't know what comes next, but I have to let this go because this is not me. I cannot be a part of this system this broken, broken system. And I let it go. I let that identity go that I had really defined as a young person, like 30% of my life. I had known I wanted this from when I was 13. So here I was 21 and this was not going to be my future. And I let it go. And there really was a wandering aimlessly without this identity. So it's, you let one thing go. And this is that trapeze bar. You let one trapeze bar go so you can get the next trapeze bar. But there's a moment when you're in midair and there's no trapeze bar. (laughs) You let go of one, the other one just hasn't quite arrived yet. And in that moment, you have to decide, am I flying right now or am I falling? Because both can be equally true. And it's the choice to decide that you're flying and not falling, which really sets you up to start to experience this limitlessness. Now, that first time I did it, I didn't necessarily feel like I was flying, but I think the bar was so low that I wasn't afraid of falling, right? I hadn't actually invested a ton of time in my legal career yet. Yeah, I'd gone to school for it, but I hadn't even started law school. And so I fell into banking. And even though it took a few years for me to actually start to like this career and see it as myself, it became a new place for me. And I really thrived for many years in the banking industry. And I've talked about the value that that career has brought to the work I even do today. And then there was a moment where suddenly being a banker didn't feel like who I was anymore. And here's where it gets kind of scary. By that point, I had 15 years in a banking career. I had a husband and children. I had financial responsibilities and I was well-respected in my industry. And so as I started to talk about leaving banking, as I was wrapping up my master's in psychology and I started to look into coaching certification, everyone around me thought I was crazy except for one person, my husband. He's always believed in me and he's always felt that my intuition will take me to the places I'm meant to go. And I I am forever grateful for that. (laughs) But as you build up investments in trapeze bars, there will be a lot of people that say, don't let go. That's a good trapeze bar. That's a stable trapeze bar. And what they're really saying is don't let go of that identity. That identity makes you safe. 
But the moment you know that's no longer your identity, you have to let go. You have to let go if you want to be limitless. And, you know, this, that piece of the puzzle is a lot of what I talk about, that particular release of that banking identity and stepping into the person that is here before you right now. That's what the book's about too, is that's, you know, that choice created so much space for magic, but it was scary. Even into like multiple years later, after I had already established my business, there were still people from the banking industry that shook their head and could not understand why when I was in the bank, I was respected and had people who were mentoring me and looking out for me. And these are things not everyone gets in the banking industry, especially not women, but I had those things. I mean, my career could have gone anywhere. And so why I would have traded that to be an entrepreneur, no one could understand in that world I came from. And yet by that point, I was I was firmly into that identity. And so their opinions no longer mattered, but the opinions of others can really cause us to to hold on to old identities that are no longer ours. And then as I was growing my business and becoming successful as a business coach, I came to a moment where my spirit guides told me, not anymore. You're starting the receiving school and you need to let go of that business coach identity. That was scary. That was scary because being an entrepreneur is scary all by itself. And to have finally figured out how to do that entrepreneur thing in a way that conceptually looked like I could be super successful and to just let all that go, all that blood, sweat, and tears, that was the scariest one of all. It really was because it didn't come so much from inside me it came from the spirit world. And if I didn't have those other two letting goes, letting go of, you know, my legal identity, my banking identity, I'm not sure I could have let go of my identity as a business coach, but I did. And it was really that one that stepping into this whole other space where it was truly one of faith, truly one of faith that this was going to work out because I didn't even have a vision for what would happen. That set me up to get to this place of embodied limitlessness. And then the final piece of the puzzle, I think, was reading that book, the book I just wrote, and understanding that this work is why I'm here. And not needing to figure out how I'm going to make it all successful, because it is me that I am doing what I am meant to be doing and not in a, oh, I'm on purpose. Because I felt on purpose most of my trajectory. I've talked about that here. Being on purpose just means living your full light in the world, like experiencing the full light of who you are in the world and sharing that with the world. You can be on purpose in many different places, but this feels like I am what I am putting out into the world is the full expression of what I know. And I'm not limiting it. You know, even though it feels scary to put this book out there and tell my truth, 
in a way that just putting a book out there feels vulnerable. It is me. And so the thing that the Tarot reader said to me that just kind of blew my mind is that this book was the fulfillment of a promise I made many, many lifetimes ago. And I want you to know that your life is the fulfillment of a promise that you made many lifetimes ago. Or if you don't believe in multiple lifetimes, it's the fulfillment of the promise you made with the divine when you chose to birth yourself into this world at this time. And the more you let go of identities that just don't fit you, the more you will experience this embodied limitlessness. Because once you are in the full expression of fulfilling that promise your life is, the more limitations just show themselves as what they are, as the illusions that they are. And it is a cool feeling and I want you to have it. So right now, I just want you to think about what's an identity you're holding on to? Give me a small one. Like in my household, I've held for the longest time, my identity is the one that fixes the school problems with for my kids. And by school problems, I mean like if there's a scheduling issue, if there's a vaccination record missing, blah, blah, blah. Letting go this year of that identity has been super helpful because <laughs> I get to now share it with my husband, right? And that just removes limitations. So it doesn't have to be something as big as letting go of the identity of being a banker or a future senator or a business coach, right? It doesn't have to be work-related. We hold identities in all areas of our life, but what's an identity you can just let go of? Because the thing is, remember, when you let go of it, it doesn't mean that the new identity is going to instantly reveal itself. There's a gap in time. That gap in time is where you're between trapeze bars and you get to decide, are you flying or are you falling? And I'm telling you, you are flying. Trust that. And if you need help trusting it, I would love for you to join me on my upcoming training, Make Space for Magic, because I know I'm going to be talking about this, this limitlessness that's available to all of us. And you can join us at pattylennon.com forward slash training and super excited to have you in that training. And I just wish you all the love in the world. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.